Welcome to this gift podcast, weekly conversations on global travel trend lines. I'm your host, Hannah Sampson. More than 24 million people took a cruise in 2016, but the cruise industry is always looking for more, and especially for passengers who have never set foot on a ship. This new-to-cruise market is a focus for cruise operators, especially those with entry-level prices and ships stationed all over the United States. Also important, cultivating millennial customers who will ideally keep coming back. On today's episode of the Skiff Podcast, we're hearing from leaders of the world's two largest cruise lines on attracting newcomers to cruising, appealing to millennials, and thinking about the needs of the next generation of cruisers. Yes, Generation Z, the kids who are probably running around at the pools on ships today. First, we'll hear from a conversation I had with Christine Duffy, president of Carnival Cruise Line. And then we'll hear an interview with Michael Bailey, president and CEO of Royal Caribbean International. We spoke to both of them late last year as both were welcoming new ships to the U.S., We talked to Christine in person and Michael by Skype. So one of the things that uh, I hear from a lot of cruise lines is that in order to get people on a ship for the first time, you need to give them reasons to come on board, um, especially if they don't know what to expect or if they only think of cruise ships as like something their grandparents did. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing to get those first timers never before cruised people um, and how that's going for you. So we call them cruise rookies. And for Carnival, I think we have a unique advantage because we have so many short cruises that we offer. So for people who may not otherwise have considered a cruise, who might have a four or five day window where they're looking for something to do different in a vacation experience, the idea of testing out a cruise doesn't seem so fully committed for the first time. And I think also because we have so many ships in home ports where 50% of the U.S. population can drive to a carnival cruise vacation in a half day or less, Mm -hmm. it makes it very accessible, affordable, super convenient. And, uh, I think that attracts a lot of rookies. We also have a lot of things we do on the marketing side to encourage people to um, try cruising, to debunk the myths that exist about, I was on a cruise with my grandparents and I don't want to just go on the ship. I don't think there's enough to do so that people really can experience all the activities that are available on a ship. And, you know, we have lots of promotional events like Carnival Live concert series, where if one of your favorite artists is going to be performing a concert on board and you get to be in a theater with, you know, 1,200 or 1,500 people, you might be compelled to take a cruise that otherwise you wouldn't have. And, And that's a lot of what we hear from travel agents, that, you know, things like that make a big difference to draw people in for that first time. But we find that once people take a cruise, they love it, and then they come back again and again. Um, It seems like the generation of potential cruisers who are like finally coming to a place in their life where they have more disposable income and um, maybe more ability to go on vacation is the holy grail of millennials. 
And um, I know that Carnival actually has like a pretty young average age, um, but when it comes to millennials specifically, how, how important are you seeing that market? Um, what are you doing for them or to get them? And um, are you finding that they're less like that, that one group of like selfie obsessed, um, you know, still live at home, late 20 somethings and more like all over the board in terms of how to reach them? So I think it's it's a variety of things. The good news for us is given that Carnival is such an iconic cruise brand, we've been in business since 1974, a lot of those millennials have grown up on Carnival cruise ships. Mm -hmm. So for them, you know, the ability to travel with their families, to continue traveling with their families, um, they have a love of the brand. We have a lot of people, as you said, Younger millennials, we also have a lot of older couples. We also know there's a major trend in travel where you see multi-generations traveling together. Families are dispersed more and more today. And so coming together on a vacation, and in particular, a cruise vacation, is pretty compelling. So for people who may be of that millennial age where they want to be out and about and taking selfies and pictures and, you know, doing zip lining and adventure versus maybe grandparents who want to uh, be more contemplative and reading and watching uh, their grandchildren enjoying, you know, Seuss at Sea. There really is something for everyone. And I think that's why people have that exposure to Carnival. And of course, with our short cruises, we do get a lot of millennials that are attracted to the fact that they can drive to a, to a cruise and jump on a ship and, you know, take three or four days and actually get away. Yeah. Um, when you think about even the next generation, Gen Z, obviously they're not making the decisions themselves, but I, I think they have a lot of maybe more say than I did when I was 10 or 11. Um, they're completely like immersed in, in digital, in, in mobile phones. Um, the way that they just see the world is like through uh, through an iPhone or something. Um, so as you're thinking about like the younger kids, you mentioned Seuss at Sea is one of, one of the things that you have for younger kids, but, um, just as you're kind of thinking about the future of the brand and the generation that's coming behind millennials, are you thinking about Gen Z that much? Like, how are you, um, trying to prepare for the next wave? Well, I think, again, because Carnival serves more children, 700,000 children sail with Carnival each year. So beyond Seuss Sea, beyond Ocean Camp, which is for the younger kids, you know, we've got the arcades on board. We've got, you know, Circle O. We've got, you know, the teen uh, opportunities to come together. So there really is something for them. Uh, to your point about technology, I think you're right. They are, they just see the world through that lens and very differently. We have communication programs on board now through our hub app where for $5 a day, you're able to have access to Facebook and your social media, which even for that generation Z is becoming a really important requirement if they're going to go on vacation for seven days with their parents. So it may not be as important to the parents as it is to, as to the kids. Yeah. So I think technologies continue to evolve 
on board our ships and uh, even with photo now, uh, beyond selfies, the traditional photographs being posted up on the walls and you go and find your pictures uh, on Carnival Vista has shifted to really a digital environment where through facial recognition, your photos are served up to you and you can either have them downloaded onto your device or printed the old fashioned way. Okay. So those are just some examples. Uh, I, I think also with shore excursions and the destinations, we need, you know, we continue to seek uh, opportunities where all members of the family can really be engaged and enjoy. Hmm. Uh, are you guys doing anything on Snapchat these days? We are. We are. So we've actually, uh, we have a new chief marketing officer who uh, uh, is very deep in digital, social. Uh, she came to us. She's most recently living in Macau worked in the gaming industry. And so we are doing a lot more with games, um, using Snapchat and, and other uh, gaming kind of uh, activities to promote cruising. Interesting. Is there something that you get a sense or you hear that cruise passengers really want and are desperate to have, but it's just not possible yet because of technology? I mean, I think Everybody just wants more bandwidth, you know, so faster, you know, people who, you know, may have to work while they're at sea and want to download big documents and just want that 24-7 access like they have in their home or office. You know, I think that's still an opportunity. Um, coming back to the to the kids, I just thought of, you know, we have a new partnership um, and integration with The Ellen Show. And so she's had little Madeline, you know, the, the eight-year-old that knows everything about presidential history. She's had her, Maddie, on the show. And we've sent Maddie on a carnival cruise last week. This is like a Gen Z influencer. Exactly what <laughs> she crazy. is. And she has a huge following. And so we had her on a carnival cruise ship. And so children of that age are able to see what you can do on a carnival cruise ship if you're Maddie. And last week on Ellen, there's a little boy who's a magician. And so Ellen liked him so much that he's now going on a carnival cruise uh, to be with our magicians to do magic. So to your point, I think it really is about appealing to all parts uh, and ages of the family, because I do think a family vacation these days is even more precious than ever because no one has time. I mean, time really is the most valuable commodity. And so if you're going to be gone for seven days and people save up all year for that vacation, you want to make sure that what you're choosing is going to be fun for everyone. And that was Christine Duffy, president of Carnival Cruise Line. Here's Michael Bailey from Royal Caribbean International. You mentioned during your recent earnings call that Royal Caribbean Cruises, the, the whole company, has had a lot of success with getting newcomers on board. Um, so I guess how do, you, how do you gauge what kind of progress you're making on that front? What are you doing specifically to drive it? And why is that so important? Well, um, maybe I'll start with your last part of the question first. Um, it is very important that uh, we can attract new to cruise because at the end of the day, we're a business. And uh, one, of, one of our key tasks is delivering shareholder value. And to deliver shareholder value, obviously, we need to continue like any business, just like Skift, 
every business needs to attract new customers. You need to build, develop, and grow your business, and you do that through attracting customers to your business. So um, we uh, value our traditional cruisers very much so, and, and we have a huge loyal base of customers who come back to us time and time again. But we obviously want to attract new customers. Now, we do that really in two ways. One is in new emerging markets, and fortunately, the Royal Caribbean name, the cruise experience, the brand, the product is is very good. And um, so, it's in one way, it's it's not a overly complicated task. But going into new markets and encouraging and developing markets and having people cruise with us, for example, in China, is a major way of developing new to cruise. And then the other way we do it is in established markets like the United States, which is a major cruise market and um, has developed over the past 40 years, really. Um, attracting new to cruise is one of our key missions. And this year was a good year for us. So we, we'd, uh, over the past few years, we'd seen, as we'd grown our business, and, and um, in the U.S., we'd seen the new to cruise declining year over year. We were still attracting new to cruise, but each year the number of new to cruise was coming down. And that was a concern for us. And this year we saw an increase in the new to cruise number. So we feel encouraged. Um, how do we do that? I mean, really, it's about focus. It's paying attention to talking to uh, new to cruise customers. We've done that um, really through a change in our advertising and marketing. We introduced a new campaign. We um, tested our advertising. Um, it tested very well with new to cruise. And um, we switched a lot of our media advertising, marketing dollars from traditional media to digital. And um, we put a lot more emphasis on digital marketing. And because, of course, it's the way it's going, obviously, we all know that. And um, the combination of new, new campaign, new messaging, combined with digital, I think has proven to be helpful, combined with new and exciting products like Harmony of the Seas, uh, that's really helped us as well. So it's been those, I think those would be the key reasons, strategies why we're seeing a, a shift. What's your millennial strategy? And is that changing as millennials are like having their own kids and getting a little bit older and um, maybe showing that they're not just like one group of <laughs> spoiled 20-somethings who live at home and don't like to wash their cereal bowl? <laughs> like, how are you approaching millennials, especially as they're getting a little older? That's a great question. And um, in, in marketing speak, this whole millennial category Oh, you know, everybody, oh, we got to go after the millennials. And oh, my gosh. And, and it's a very broad group of people, really. I mean, you're talking about people from their late teens into their early 30s. And as you've said, you know, every category thinks they're incredibly unique and special. And um, But the one thing I've learned in 35 years in this business, 
marketing and offering cruises in every country pretty much around the world is that everybody's pretty much the same. And we all follow the same evolutionary story in our little life. And uh, it's the same for millennials. So however they may be not, not a millennial may not want to wash their um, cereal bowl and is, you know, self-absorbed and self-obsessed taking selfies. But sure as the apple falls from the apple tree, as soon as those millennials hook up and start having kids, the world starts to take on a different shape and form. And then like every other parent around the world, they're looking for escape, <laughs> relaxation. They want a bit of pampering and they're really hopeful that they can find a place where their kids get happy, but don't bug them all day long. And we can do that. And so I think our strategy on millennials really is uh, conversion to digital, more, um, more explaining communication, more video, more talking about Royal Caribbean, and quite honestly, waiting. Because we're, we're convinced that the millennial market will come and sail with Royal Caribbean. And the younger millennials are sailing with us today because they're often sailing with their parents and their families. So um, we, 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 we have not been um, obsessively aggressive with trying to focus on millennials. I think our strategy has been we've all, always regarded ourselves as a multi-generational brand. If your grandma and granddad or if you're a eight or 10 year old kid, a millennial or someone in their forties, we have something that really works for you. The one other, the one, the one other element that um, has helped us with our millennials, but really with all of our customers is about two years ago, we invested, I mean, a lot of money, tens and tens of millions of dollars in um, the Voom technology, the satellite technology that allows us to, you can do your s streaming, you can do your social media, you can do whatever you want anywhere in the world on any of our ships. And the capability speed of our internet is fantastic. So that was very much a strategic step, which was aimed at all of our customers but had an angle towards millennials because we, we knew that the ability to stay connected was important. And um, beyond millennials, you know, I, I, I'm older, but I've got young kids and they, their entire universe is digital. They, in fact, they can't really do anything except connect through their devices. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, my kids are like, you can give them a device and they can whip through it in a second and they can figure out stuff. But, you know, having them deal with the real world is a massive challenge. So how, how old are your kids? Eight and 12. So they're like solidly Gen Z, right? Yeah. They, I guess they are. Yeah. Gen Z. Is that kind of forming your thought process about once the millennials um, get a little older, 
uh, about how you'll think about Gen Z uh, once they start making decisions and and having some buying power? I think um, how we shape our view of the world is absolutely determined by how our customers view the world. And um, we can only exist as a as a cruise line, as a vacation company, if we have a high degree of relevancy to our customer base, whether future customers or existing customers. And I think we do spend, because we're, we pride ourselves on innovation and we build, we think, very special experiences on the ocean and we're always planning for the future. So recently we announced the new Icon class um, which will be coming in 2021 and beyond. Um, we spend a lot of time working on trying to predict what the base needs of our customers will be, what will the family look like, what will people's expectations be. We spend time talking to futurists. We bring in economists. We talk to the world's best designers and architects, and we try to understand what's going on in, for example, architecture and trends. And that's what forms our view of the world. And um, so when you talk about Gen Z, yeah, of course, in 10 years, my 12-year-old will be very much a young adult out of college. And yeah. how, how he views the world today is going to form how he views the world in 10 years. And it's, it's different. And I think you can only survive as a business if you have relevancy. You know, you've, you've got to be connected to the community or society that you serve. And I mean, we serve in terms of delivering, offering memories and vacations. And it's, it's important that you're connected to the world around you. That was Michael Bailey, president and CEO of Royal Caribbean International. We're holding our first ever Skift Global Forum Europe on April 4th in London. Find out about this and other events at forum.skift.com. This show was produced by Ben Glowey, who can be found on Twitter at visible underscore sound. Assistant editor Sarah Enlow provided additional support. To subscribe to this podcast, search for Skift on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave a rating and a comment to help other listeners find us. Past episodes and a link to subscribe are online at podcast.skift.com. And this has been the Skift Podcast. Thanks for listening.